welcome to Let's Get Psyched, a program that explores the controversial and challenging issues from a psychological and psychiatric perspective, as well as the implications for clinical practice. I'm your host, psychologist Dr. Aaron Parks of UCR's Counseling and Psychological Services. I'm joined by my co-host, child and adolescent psychiatry fellow, Dr. Tosha Yamaguchi. Hi, Tosha. Hey, Dr. Parks. And second-year psychiatry resident at UCR, Dr. Joshua Poole. Hi, Joshua. How you doing, Dr. Parks? The views expressed on Let's Get Psyched are those of the speaker. They do not represent UCR, UCR Counseling and Psychological Services, or UCR School of Medicine. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about studies uh, that have ethical uh, questions to them, but they would have a great scientific impact. We would know a lot more. Now, it's just a thought experiment. So we don't want people <laughs> on our pre preface this. We're just free thinking here. That's what you do when you tune into this show. You 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 tune into people that are very free thinking. This and is controversial. Are, right. We're not actually yeah, proposing. I these believe I just said controversial and challenging <laughs> issues from a psychological yes. psychiatric perspective. So mm -hmm. please keep that in mind. Don't uh, draw any inferences for when we have this show <laughs> about um, studies that would get a lot of information but would never, in a second, pass the human subject's board. <laughs> at a university yeah. okay but you know i just i on a serious note um the i've said i've talked about this before where the apa the american psychological association did not take a strong enough stand against psychologists participating in the torture program the cia torture program at guantanamo um and we're talking about things like waterboarding psychological techniques they it was mostly a contracted uh situation where psychologist james mitchell and Bruce Jessen were contracted um, to run this torture program. And um, J James Mitchell uh, actually testified yesterday in a trial um, uh, because uh, there's an individual who was tortured. And so he said that he doesn't regret what he did, um, that he was thinking about the safety of the 911 victims, and that if you, if you do torture right, it mm. works, or it's uh, it's ethical. That's what he said. Uh, it, that yeah, that you need to do the torture right. Yikes! And now, I, to you all's credit, the American Psychiatric <laughs> Association <laughs> did come out strongly against it and got signatures and made statements, and they were against it. The mm. APA slow, and didn't really say much because mm -hmm. they knew their psychologists had a really close connection with the military mm -hmm. and were being used in this capacity. What is your opinion of psychologists participating, running, forming this this torture to try to get information? Not okay. Yeah, but what if it works? I but that that's the thing. I don't think it does work. There have been a number of studies that came out that said like advanced interrogation technique, which is the PC term for torture, like doesn't generate consistently good results in terms of like really good data. People will just tell you something to get you to stop hurting them. Right. No, I agree with that. I, but I do think the difference between like the psychiatrist and the psychologist is probably because of just the background. To go to become a psychiatrist, you have to do like four years of medical school, and you just there's a lot of focus on, you know, patient viewing people as a patient or the like Hippocratic oath. The Hippocratic oath, like you have do to no like harm. you you have to have that mentality of like no wait I I can't hurt people. Whereas I think. Well, well, I, no, I, don't I think psychologists I, I don't, also yeah, have that. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying we this have to think about it all the time. This is just a big part of our, yeah, of our you know education I mean? or, or 
the philosophy of our career. The career well, medicine. I mean, um, I, I, and we have a lot of historical precedent of that not happening. Like uh, maybe the Tuskegee syphilis yes. experiment. Mm-hmm. experiment. That's yeah. right. Psychiatry specifically. We've already messed up lobotomies. I mean, that's our only yeah, the Nobel Peace Prize is lobotomies. Is lobotomy. psychiatry. That's psychiatry's. Uh, that's our own. Yeah, that's our thing. Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. And then, like you know, institutionalization and asylums and stuff were just. Mm-hmm. So you 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 are burdened with that history, and therefore you're more careful, perhaps. That's why, like Germany, is so particular about teaching the Holocaust and like really remembering. I mean, if you do, if you can identify like what your group has done, you can really take ownership and prevent it from happening again love that yeah yeah i mean there hmm, that that might have something uh psychiatry has that you know history so they're more a little more careful but this is why i kind of chalk it up to i feel like um you know it may be if there was more research on like you know sodium pentatol or you know, creating like people spilling the beans or something, That's but there is term, right? there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing like that. There's no there. So they wouldn't turn to a psychiatrist. You know, perhaps maybe if they if psychiatry, uh, you know, it seemed like it was in that in that area is in that direction. Maybe or there's certain medications that they thought. I think they turned to psychologists because um, number one, there was a, a maybe a, a closer working relationship with psychologists and psycho- and training programs. Maybe perhaps. I think maybe that might have been part of it, and I, you know, and they were just they were thinking about torture, and they like who could run this torture program? I I don't you know I don't know. I yeah. I, I it's hard for me to explain it, but yeah. I definitely felt the entire time this is terrible. I it, it wasn't like for me to think like oh I don't know maybe it's okay that psychologists no from the very mm-hmm. beginning I thought it was mm-hmm. terrible. But, you know, a lot of people, but I don't know how, how you like to think about it. But after 911, I know you all were really young, but after 911, a lot of people that I knew were think, thought in a certain way, I discovered did not think the way I thought. That what they do you were mean? truly scared, truly willing to do things and mm-hmm. to torture and mm-hmm. to invade and mm-hmm. do all kinds of things. And I, I didn't agree with that. I didn't, I, I didn't, I, that, that wasn't my response to what yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, the, but you, I, you definitely felt in the minority if you felt like that. There was definitely a revenge effect, and this is my thought that, you know, you know, and I've I've heard other folks talk about this too. The closer you were to that event, the more you were into, oh, we need to go take revenge. Right. Yeah. The further out, you're not so. So I, I, uh, you know, into that idea. So I kind of, you know, you, you kind of can explain it in social psychological terms, also. So where were you when that happened? Were you in California? I oh, this is I I was typing my dissertation in California, oh. so I was very far away actually. Yeah. And then, um, but I was I was watching the news. I, I was watching the Today Show, like I always yeah. did. But I but I got up and typed like every day. I got up and typed, and and so it was happening. It was it was like yeah it's blazed like seared in my mind how yeah. I, just for the sake of having a little joke like how old were you all i was in middle school Aww. yeah i remember our teacher had the news on we were we were just like wa- all watching it in the class together yeah, just feeling it, that's like, cool to have a tv that you can watch happening. stuff like that yeah yeah Being i informed. mean yeah i think it was just more we were just confused shocked scared mm-hmm. how about you I was in fourth grade and I went to turn on the TV in the morning because there was like a cartoon that I would like to watch on like the the cable and then every channel I turned to I was like what is going on and my mom came down and my mom you know my mom and dad both served in the military I was like mom somebody put a plane in a building or something like that and she went what 
Wow, and you she, were the one to give. Mm. Her I was the one the that told her. I was like, "Mom, mm. what's going on with this one?" And she obviously got very upset. And then she pulled my sister and I out of school that day, mm. and then drove us to Las Vegas where my grandma lived, so she could be near oh, wow. my grandma. Wow. And then I remember hearing that one of the girls in my class—it was her birthday that day—and that she was supposed to have this party. Um, and then after school, everybody just went to her house and they just sat around and talked about yeah the thing. Yeah, it's just like class just got dead quiet. That's remarkable. And then every day afterward in in school, we had to stand up, do the salute to the flag, and oh, then whoa. they played that song, oh, wow. uh, that country song, "Proud to Be an American." Oh wow, are you We're kidding me? Every single day for a year. Okay, afterward. what is your thoughts about that? I understand why. I mean, support for President Bush during that time skyrocketed. I mean, people were like, that something needs to be done, mm-hmm. you know, and I think everybody was a little reactionary at that time. It is a type of propaganda, mm-hmm. but I mean, this is also our country. I mean, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of propaganda and... It's an understandable mm-hmm. reaction. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'd say. Yeah. And you want to defend your country, mm-hmm. you know? My parents were in the military and they're like, this is unacceptable. We want to do something. I was right. like, you know, I get that. I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like the song very much. I'm not a fan of country. <laughs> so Sure. You know, can we play America the Beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> this is a nice, no nicer tune than even the Star Star Spangled Banner. No, you don't like Jimmy America Hendrix the Beautiful. version. You'd be down yeah, with. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, not my speed. Yeah. Okay, so let's switch to the main topic: wow. unethical <laughs> studies. Oh boy! Oh boy! Wow! wow. Oh, what a nice what transition. What a lead off. Okay. 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 We're all adjusting in our chairs yeah, right now. Everybody's <laughs> moving around Ooh. to try to be like, okay. And now we're going to do a thought experiment. Buckle down. So the 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 challenge in front of us is that we're going to think of studies that would probably get a lot of interesting information. Might help. Probably will help society as a whole. Um, but, I mean, I don't know how much mine would help society. <laughs> oh, you already have one. You, you've, you've already well, thought about I, while I just, while I'm talking. You've thought about this. I mean, I okay. So the <laughs> what would whole be your like reality TV thing where you're in. Do you watch? First get, of all, do you watch reality TV? Absolutely. You know, there are times when um, <laughs> proud of it. It's on. Proud to be a reality <laughs> TV show. <laughs> If it's on, like sometimes if I just on, can't okay, no, stop. No, you can't. At I cannot turn on you, a TV. But I, I never. Let you get away I, with that. I never choose. If it's to just watch on, it. yeah. But the thing is, because because it, the thing your is, your dog, your puppy, <laughs> your puppy's a lot smarter than dog. Josh is not getting away with this one. <laughs> but the thing is, like I, I, I think the reason I don't choose to watch it is because I, I know that so much of it is fake and scripted, and like, yeah. no, you I know, um, it needs to be an investigation about how what percentage is. Right. So, so my. My thing, my proposal would be I'd love to see absolute strangers from all walks of life really just put in a house to live together and without any sort of prompting or uh, anything set up. No you know. producer interference. Yeah. And, and just like. Like a Lord of the Flies. Let it happen. Like a Big Brother? Mm, what? Was that the name of that show? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Where they're all in the same. Yeah. I don't know. Is it going to be a Lord of the Flies thing where they it's resource? Well, who knows what happens? Searching, or who is knows? it more of a Big Brother where you open the fridge and you get stuff? Uh, I guess that one. I'd, okay. I'd be interested in that. Okay. I think the Survivor, I mean, there's probably a lot of producer interference, but in the later seasons, I, mean, just I the, picked back up watching those. Just the idea of it being a competition, that sets up, it sets a, up a lot a, of a the social thing. interactions. Yeah. But 
I mean, with, in terms of producer interference, it's probably harder to interfere with some of that stuff because it's like if you're just competing like in these physical challenges or, you know, unless you're like planting, you know, little bits of help or something like that. I don't know. I think it's hard to be. Yeah, Survivor hard to script it. has some interesting psychological stuff to it. Mm-hmm. But you're right that if it's a competition, it probably it already sets it up to be a certain way. Yeah. 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 If they didn't know what 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 they were competing for like, mm-hmm. like it's almost like, like an escape show? room thing oh yeah or or something where they tell you super general stuff about how you're gonna how you're gonna compete or what you want or what you do mm-hmm. i feel like that would even create more um like uh um kind of attention and anxiety and speculation and rumors and suspiciousness mm-hmm. and then there's just no interaction mm-hmm. or guidance yeah from the producers of the show there's just like yeah. cameras watching it mm-hmm. I think that might lead to some interesting. I, I feel like they would have to stop it on occasionally because people would like do something terrible. Yeah, or they. That's have like to... the panopticon idea, right? From like Foucault and like the idea that you don't know whether or not you're being watched at any oh point, but that is like psychologically you just police your own behavior mm. because there's an implied idea that you're always being watched. Jesus, you know, it's a big part of prison psychology. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So okay. So is that is that so that's your idea? You would like to just see and just stay. But so it's very open ended. Non competitive. Just like seeing what 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 people do. What do they talk about? Do they become friends? <laughs> wait. That's wait. A very that's innocuous. Super thing. boring. <laughs> I I'd watch that. No, I swear. I, no, you I would not watch that. It. Just, how is that different from a bunch of people? Here's the thing. I watch the Great British Baking Show versus Which is any other like just competition. So charming. Yeah, it's so a very good charming. show. I, I just it's relaxing. And you can put it on and you feel good. I specifically not angry. Not like hoard you know, those episodes after? for the winter time no. when I'm feeling the yes. like winter blues and I'm like I, all the, I want yeah? is springtime, England, with Mary Berry. Oh. That's all I want right now, and and, and that one I, dude with the blue eyes, the mm, Windex blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. I think and we're, I I think we're drifting. Episodes. I'm sorry, drifting <laughs> far afield but, there. But I'm saying like, there's a lot of people who would be interested in that. I think just kind of like a chill people interacting a and being great. really expert uh, skill being displayed for entertainment value. What you're describing is just a bunch of people in a big house, and then they're just doing stuff. Wow. Because like, there's no competition. There's no competition. You're not. There's no direction. Wow, there's no Doctor Parks. This is I, no, I you think that would be fascinating. Entertainment the same for all as sorts like of some people. Russian guy hacking uh, like someone's ring cameras. Okay, uh, interestingly, that's scary, though. I think it's in Norway. They have, uh, I think, uh, I think it's in Norway. They have hours and hours, like upwards of five hours of footage of just like repetitive kind of things, like people fishing or train going by or wood being well, that's chopped. That's soothing Ooh. stuff. And like people, it. it was like the most watched thing in all of Norway. They would I'm just tune that. in yeah. and then they just, or people knitting. I wonder and if that's an ASMR thing. It's kind of like one of those. Yeah. I think it's it's slow living is what it's called. Oh, uh, okay. I'll have to double check. Listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, people are down for it, and I think mm. I think Tosha's idea is but a really it, that, interesting it, that, one. It, that's not why you're watching it. You're not watching it to see time pass. But no, that's the thing is that but I'm like, watching you... to see human interactions. Right. They but said, not, that's not like it's not called, that's called like, that that show is called voyeurism. But voyeurism is very popular in certain communities. No, I just want to see like people. Uh, you know what's what the name happens? of the show? The I don't love voyeurism or reality shows show. That's a, what? It's a so you, little like, you, wordy. But... You, you, 
You first disavow like if, yourself if, from liking reality shows and voyeurism, and then you watch it. If drama happens, it's all organic. It's right. all just you surreal. Know, yo. Nothing but like yes. Yeah. It totally will happen because if you don't give It'll anybody like a goal or directive they will have to institute meaning. Like, mm. they will have to do it. Mm-hmm. And it'll be fascinating to watch people ascribe what meaning happens, to cer- yeah. certain things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't Anyways. know. All right. maybe, maybe it won't. What about you, Joshua? What do you think? I have two ideas that okay. I want to see. One was kind of done. I mean, obviously not done, but experienced. I want to know... Okay, here's my thought experiment to avoid all kind of ethical quandary. This exists in a simulation where there's no actual human being harmed in this, but it's just like a simulation of the entire world and it's digital, we'll say. So there's avatars walking around yeah. the world. It's kind of like a black but mirror. Highly, episode. highly advanced. Yes. It's like it's the Matrix. Like, it's like the Matrix. Yeah. It's like that Black Mirror episode where they kind of create consciousness within mm. within a simulation or whatever. But the point being, no one's actually gonna be harmed by this. Mm. I would like to see what would happen is if a if a child before speaking age was placed in like the wilderness or just like a regular society with no other people, like what would happen to a child who grew up with no interaction to other people? Mm-hmm. And there was sort of something that like happened. Um, I can't remember how long ago, but I think it was, a, we mentioned it was a French study or something mm-hmm. where there was a child who was essentially they it's like in the 1700s or something. a study or you mean it was they, found a, no, it was like they a, found a child yeah but they investigated it okay in that sense so it was or not 1800s a, a study in that sense but anyway it was a child they found in the woods and then um it, you know was he was uh in his adolescent years when Whoa, they found him okay i didn't uh, know he was that old that's a long time to yeah buy. fending for himself and he couldn't speak like he had he had grown past the language acquisition phase and even when trying to be reincorporated into society he could never acquire any teaching skills and he was severely intellectually disabled mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i'm wondering in the simulation 1800 was it 1800 the wild boy of averon oh okay came out of the woods early 1800 okay that's when it was i'm sorry keep going oh but i just that's something i'd be curious so around 12 independent 12 mm. okay independent of any kind of social human interaction what would a person do because hmm. that obviously is not super well controlled and you know who knows what was going on there and obviously this is a total ethical quandary. wait so you wouldn't set him up with like uh some sort of animal family it would just be like no there you go, completely in inter- independent but i feel like, like you already would can guess what's going to happen or how right. he's gonna well i mean i'm sure like what is, what is the, is there any part of it that you're thinking oh now here's yes. where i really don't know what's going to happen i want to know it? what percentage or like what aspects are almost completely genetically determined or epigenetically determined and what is social or learned Mm. and like what level of interplay goes into that i see you mean in terms of development human development human development like your ideas your your language capabilities and all like if nobody told you that you had to have meaning in life or that you existed in a community of some sort what would you do Wait, so could you, does this kid have to grow up in the wild or could you just like evacuate a town, place this sure, kid in sure. and, and So like, like all of the stuff is available? Yeah. How would he know? Scott, but like, you know, that's the other problem is because if it's like yeah. a modern town, that no, comes with it a lot of historical baggage, uh-huh. like yeah. even architecture. And the realism yeah. part of it, is, it seems like you would have to do a series of experiments where you would stop it at different parts of development. 
and then notice right. like, oh, okay. So at this point, it was crucial because now they can't do the person right. can't do this. Now at this point, mm. now they can't do that. Mm-hmm. Different kinds of um, language skills or socialization or or you know what you're talking about personality traits and things like what how 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 do personality traits develop? Mm. Right. Kind of yeah. It had to be the exact. In the simulation, I guess you could make it the exact same person every you time. You yeah. could. You could control for that. So it's a simulation. So I don't know. I think that would be fascinating. Mm. The other one I want to do, which would is obviously super unethical. I don't want to do. I just want to know what. But again, this is a simulation. This is a simulation. This is in the Matrix. This is the Matrix. Where uh, coincidentally, a lot of crazy things happen. But before we hold that thought, though, hold that second <laughs> idea. <laughs> but because we just want to say, hello, listeners. You're listening to Let's Get Psyched on KUCR. And what we're talking about today is studies that might uh, that we could get a lot of information from, but we don't do because we have morals and values and ethics, and we don't do terrible things to people but this is the for the purpose this is the purpose of a thought experiment mm-hmm. just as like if you could study this maybe in let's say a matrix universe what a complete simulation a complete simulation no one's getting hurt and there's don't please don't assume anything terrible about us because we're thinking <laughs> about these things I feel like you're really worried about that, yeah, Dr. Forrest. And that's very telling, too. What's going too. on there? You're very compassionate. I Even the words that I'm speaking, if they're you're indi- like laughing indicative at yourself. Of, of ethical, terrible ethics, it's it's a little more difficult and challenging for me to say them. Um, but, no, but I, I, I mean, as you're talking, Joshua, I can get it. You know, the, the, you know, you're talking about these kinds of interesting things that you could do in some sort of simulated you know, universe or whatnot. So what is your second idea? Mm. Your first yeah. idea was... I mean, raising well, children in the wild maybe the you know the same exact child but then interrupting at different stages of development to see right what was genetically what was genetic kind of determined or what was which okay. would be very interesting because like how much of your culture is genetic which sounds like a preposterous idea but once you get into epigenetics mm-hmm. I, yeah, there's probably something there but I don't know. It might be a little bit science fictiony for for right now. Mm. But the second experiment I mm-hmm. want to do, and once again, thought experiments. They do these all the time in philosophy, and yes. everybody's okay. concerned. Philosophy. You know. philosophy, philosophy, not useful for <gasps> modern society. Dr. Parks. What? Almost at all. God, Dr. And I apologize in <laughs> advance to all philosophy grad students that come to my office. Oh, okay. I apologize in advance. It's nothing against Psychology you. Psychology is Please a Please continue to come to my office and get qua- high quality therapy. <laughs> oh my God. But okay. I, okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sometimes when because I, I like philosophy, I, I'm saying this as a lover of philosophy. Do you? Do you? I love philosophy. Do you? Maybe, but 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 obviously, what I just said. I maybe I'm not a lover of modern. Just because this is what I think. When I look at philosophy journals and I I, I peruse them and mm-hmm. I say, what what can I get that's interesting here? <laughs> because I want to. My mind is wants to p- soak up and distill some sort of nugget of knowledge that will example? help me in my life. Like, and, no, and you know what I find? A what? lot of mental gymnastics. Okay, that okay. that's fair. Didn't amount to that much to help Mr. Common Man or Mrs. Common Person. Okay. I wow. common lady <laughs> viscerally offended. So says the practicer of CBT. Well, okay, so okay, that's no, a lot I'll, of mental gymnastics, but that's like very hands-on, practical therapy versus like. So what? Just and this is a, t- a tiny sidebar, sure, listeners. Sure. What, what in in a in a modern day current sure. philosophy journal mm-hmm. have you read? And then you said, you know what? I am just using this tomorrow. I think Thank that's you, flattering philosophy. that you're saying that I've read any recent philosophy. Thank you I for think, that. 
here's what here's what I think about this whole because you can do that with psychology journals. Just FYI, shout out to psychology. <laughs> sure, psychology is just a distilled, more heavily applied version of philosophy. I think the problem here is thinking that philosophy is like go. you're unmasking some underlying truth of the universe when it's not that. Like Deleuze and Guattari would argue that your purpose in philosophy is to generate the way people think about things. So like, you know, the Greeks didn't unearth something way back in the day that was like super useful. You study what the Greeks, the, the Greek philosophy, or you study, you know, Renaissance philosophy, because you're trying to understand how people created knowledge at that time. So philosophy is still useful because you are evaluating in the modern era, how do we generate knowledge and information and what do we value as truth? Okay, that can be a use of it. And so, but is that going to be completely useful for the common person? I mean, and if they're very thoughtful about their life How? and think about stuff, if you're okay. reflective, it's useful. We need to vote. We need to vote maybe a little bit of time later, but let, let's okay. don't bog, get bogged sure. down. Okay, what is your idea? Okay, let's my second idea yes. in the simulation. What is your unethical idea? <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a lot of research going on right now about the gut microbiome and how it relates to mental health. Um, one of our colleagues, Dr. Singh, is, is working on a project with it right now. And she was explaining to me how some of this research is done in mice. And basically from utero onward, mice are grown under the influence of antibiotics so that they can develop no gut microbiome. Wow. So throughout their entire life, they're kept in total sterility so that there's no bacteria influencing any part of you know their, wow. their gut microbiome. And then they're evaluating, do antipsychotics do something different on oh, them? Wow. Because there's some thought, I don't know. Wow. That, That's that interaction. That there's an interaction. Yeah, somehow. I don't know cool. enough about that yet. But my, my interest recently has been in like the gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. And so if you had no gut microbiome, what would that do? to your mental health or your mm -hmm. development or something like that. I, Obviously, I, it's deleterious. Terrible. Yeah, it'd be te mm -hmm. something terrible. Right? Mm -hmm. But if you could support someone in the simulation with enough, like, you know, let's just say it's a nutrient problem and digestion problem, you could still give them all those resources. If you could just isolate, what does the gut microbiome play in terms of mental oh, health? Oh, yeah, that would be mm -hmm. fascinating. That'd be yes. fascinating. And that's that what would you get a lot. That would help a lot of people. Yeah. I'm sorry, did I interrupt N you? No, I had nothing to say. <laughs> it help a lot more people than philosophy, you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> now that's a usable study. Now, now you're talking. <laughs> we need more debt. I'm sorry. Um, well, okay. So my, I mean, it's hard for me to come up with things like this because I, I, I bring my mind kicking and screaming to this. But I mean, yeah, sure. I've thought about stuff like you know, because like, did you? This this is a movie. It's <laughs> sure, just so old that this is going to make me seem really old. But remember okay. the movie Rollerball. There was a no. remake with Keanu yes, Reeves and Michelle remake, Rodriguez but it was in like terrible. 1999. Yeah, but I mean, like a lot of things, like the Day of the Jackal was the was much better than the remake. A lot of things are better than that, and so yeah, the original Rollerball it it was very close to being a really really good movie. That's what as it is now, it was just kind of interesting and amusing. Okay, but um, you know, people basically witnessed or saw or went to these super violent competitions, and that because that's the only way people could experience. Uh, anger and aggression, like a Hunger Games type of thing, or the Purge. Kind of yeah, thing? sort of. Yeah, right, right. Okay. It predates that. And so, um, and then you know, it's kind of Freudian, you know. And mm. so, and then this because they wanted to maintain this stable, non-aggressive society, you know. But people, people can can like kind of you know, just like you know, like the Roman times, they can kind of just see all this you know violence and this can kind of satiate them, you know, to all mm. these things. And so, um, 
you know, I mean, and they've, they've already kind of steadied this in certain ways, but um, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of um, wonder, you know, in what ways, because I know that a lot of people have super violent video games. They, they just play super violent video games, and they're, they're not violent at all. Not mm. at all. But some people, you know, it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. Mm. You know, um, I feel like it probably has a deleterious effect on mm. them. But how much can we push it? How, when do we know, like, okay, for the people that can enjoy this kind of thing, you know, can we, can we say, restrict the people that can enjoy this thing, the people that are not? Now, I know that this is like, has a positive spin on that. So I feel like we should do a study where we deny people that um, have any genetic predisposition to any kind of violence, just deny them from being exposed to any violence at all. And the people that it doesn't affect let them go hog wild to watch any kind of violent things. Mm. And then we can have a per more perfect society. Wow. But I know mm. we cannot do that. I know right. I'm not, because we have things like freedom. Mm -hmm. And we, we <laughs> freedom, we, who's that? <laughs> you know, I mean, but it would be more, that's kind of like a little eugenics thing. Because mm -hmm. you're thinking yeah, about identifying, yeah, yeah, that you were thinking. So, but in, you know, how could you use information? I almost feel, feel like sometimes. But plus we did the video games and violence episode and there were mixed results, right? You had something from the AP from the it's American not, Psychological. It's Association. not that mix in that overall. Like if you look, if you just average out the the impact overall, it it is not good. I mean, that's what your study said. But yes. then those studies that I looked up were like, meh, it doesn't matter. With some people, it yeah. With some people, it doesn't matter. No, but I no I no. Here's 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 another unethical study that what if you could develop a test that could predict violence before, oh, like Minority be Report? Cool. Yes. Yes. But would you use it? Right. Because there's things like freedom. Mm -hmm. People have not committed the crime yet. Mm -hmm. So how could you get away with targeting it that person? It would just person? be interesting to see how the test works. Right. And like what positive predictive value it had for violence. Yeah. Like if it's 100%. Okay. And that will do it for us on Let's Get Psyched. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of unethical research <laughs> and thought experiments. Dr. Parks did not enjoy it. Please do not draw any implications. I just want the views expressed. Do not are those of the speaker not representing of any institutions. Okay. Um, but thank you to our co-hosts, Dr. Tosha Yamaguchi and Dr. Joshua Poole. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for the show or corrections, you know, you can write us at getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. That's getpsychedonkucr at gmail.com. Special thanks to our producer, Elliot Fong. This episode was recorded in the studios of the KUCR on the campus of the University of California, Riverside. I've been your host, psychologist, Dr. Aaron Parks. Tune in next week for another edition of Let's Get Psyched. 